0: 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Song is on on SAFM. In the past decade, there has been an overall increase in first-generation students across racial groups. 75% of first-year students are the first in their families to attend university. Although these students come to university with an aspiring motivation to succeed... Higher education research shows that these students are at risk due to a lack of role models within their family and related support. Other notable changes in the students' profile have been an increased reliance on NISFAS funding, with some 55% of UFS, University of the Free State, students making use of this funding for their studies. A university qualification is still viewed as one of the most powerful tools to change economic prospects of people, their families, and communities in the sense that universities can be generators of greater equality, social justice, and economic prosperity. To help us unpack how we can improve students' chances of success, we are then joined on the line by the Senior Director at the Centre for Teaching and Learning at Universiteit van de Professor Francois Strader. How can going to
1: Uh, Bye, good, Thank you, Zangezo, for the warm welcome, and uh, good evening to all
0: the listeners. I was hoping to have a 30-minute conversation with you in Afrikaans, but anyway, you changed the (laughs) language, so I'm just going to carry on from there. Um, I am teasing, I am teasing. Yeah, in, in, in many respects, we are speaking of successes, and in many respects, we are speaking of generational losses because of our political past as a country and of course we have to treat the last 26 years in the context of some of the previous 400 years and within there we need to balance these figures out and understand them better but importantly we are talking about people going to universities even if they are the first in the family that is something to be appreciated. Definitely
1: I think The fact that 75% of our students are first gen shows that we've made massive strides. I've been part of a higher education conference this week where we were reflecting on on just how much our public higher education system has grown and the massive successes uh, we've had in terms of providing access to those who've been uh, previously excluded. So it definitely is uh, something to be proud of and something we... Really, tell them
0: reflect on, and 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 in reflecting this, it's 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 one thing to have a family member going to university for the first time, but I can almost just about guarantee for the majority of those pupils or scholars going to university for the first time, they would, by virtue of them being first generation students in the family to enter the halls of higher learning, they would be largely ill equipped. They haven't had conversations of this kind at home and any of those conversations they have had, nobody knows what they're talking about, at least not from experience. And it's just a reliance on hearsay or reading materials or just plain old imagination. And by the time they get to the facility, it's a completely different picture to the one that one would have painted in one's mind. And many within that system, unfortunately, go to university, but they don't return from university as graduates. That is something that's also a statistic. Within the statistic.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. Um, uh, in your introductory comments, uh, uh, it's uh, not just the access, or, or actually, access to higher education is not enough. What changes the, the trajectory of a, 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 a first gen uh, family is the success, getting the qualification, and the opportunities that that opens up. But very importantly, our work has focused, uh, for the better part of a decade, on creating uh, universities that are ready for the students that we have. Uh, higher education for, uh, I guess as, as long as one of the jokes that I know, uh, I don't know many jokes as a, as a professor, but one of the jokes <laughs> is that even Plato wasn't satisfied with the students that he had in the first academy. but. um uh, we have to uh, embrace uh, and uh, I'm very proud to be part of a public university uh, because I get the privilege of working with uh, young people that have overcome uh, phenomenal odds to be the first in their families to come to us, and uh, we uh, work uh, very, very hard at the university, the free state to create a welcoming environment, especially for first-gen students, um, who often feel, um, uh, at least if we look at the research, like they don't belong, uh, this is not a place for them, and then psychologically they start losing confidence. And and we have been been working and continue to work very hard on on creating programs and interventions that give them the skills and, and create the environment where they uh, don't uh, step into um, that trap of starting to feel like uh, uh, they're not supposed to be there or that they can't do it.
0: You talk about welcoming environment, and I'm just going to take you back in a bit of a walk down memory lane. Not so far, but relatively recent. The statue of C.R. Swart on the Roy Plain, if that is what it's called at the University of Free State, talking about a welcoming environment and playing itself out in terms of the history of the institution versus the overall history of the country and some of the conversations within there. Some 10 or so years ago, we had that rates incident that took place between students and staff. And more recently, we had the fees must fall movement that gripped all of South Africa's higher education, but specifically at the University of the Free State. We know what happened on the rugby field during one of those varsity cup games. All of these incidences can be rather traumatic to that first-time student who goes to the university and experiences all of that. How, specifically when you say the university has been working hard to ensure that the environment is enabling for learning and the sorts of comforts one should expect and experience at a university?
1: Well, I can talk a little bit about the programs, but let me uh, reflect a little bit. I think what one must emphasize is that I see 10 years ago. Mm. Um, CR Swart, I can almost uh, not remember what the statue looked like. Uh, it's been removed for quite a long time, and the university has had a very unique approach to um, uh, removing the the stained statue in front of the the building, uh, the main building of the university. A very inclusive process that's deeply respectful. Um, of uh, the contribution of the individual, but also deeply sensitive uh, to uh, what impression and what kind of welcoming environment that would create. So in many ways, the university has uh, uh, led in a different way uh, on how we can create these inclusive environments. If we talk about uh, the programs that we've uh, established, um, we have This is for all students, but because 75% of our students are are first gen at the University of Free State, um, we have a uh, first year seminar uh, course uh, which is called uh, UFS Success Skills or UFSS. And that course focuses on helping students uh, make the transition out of school into university. We focus very strongly on the skills they need um, uh, to understand uh, how a university works. Uh, Universities are uh, one of the oldest organizational forms. The only organization older than the university is possibly the church.
0: Mm,
1: mm, mm. Um, And helping students understand that and navigate it, but at the same time, uh, speaking back to that organization. And that we've been... uh, very intentional about Uh, in the article which you you quoted from i I mentioned the student engagement research which is about a survey that we do nationally at at, uh, we've involved or worked with 19 of the public higher education institutions where you ask students how are they experiencing the environment Uh, how are they engaging is the university putting the programs in place that help them to be successful because we know from higher education research what programs support these students to succeed.
0: Sure, sure.
1: And we've been doing this research since 2007. So we take the the student voice Uh, very seriously. Can I interrupt Uh, them, please, Prof? Sorry.
0: I've got to take an ad break now, so I'm going to allow you just to continue after the ad break in terms of the student engagement and the programs that you have implemented since 2007 when this kind of research was commissioned. After the break, Professor Francois Treidon continues, Senior Director at UFS. Nothing conventional on The Viewpoint. Songhe soma on SAFM. We continue our conversation, a very important conversation in relation to student and higher education set up in this country. This is hashtag student night, and we're talking about support for first-generation university students to ultimately succeed. Yes, of course, 75% of them in the country are still first-generation students. That figure within the 75, of course, drops when you question if whether or not they go all the way to attain Bachelor's degrees and and it will obviously be less when it gets to masters and doctorate level. But nonetheless it is a start and it is one in the right direction. Professor François Tradom, who's a senior director at the Center for Teaching and Learning at the University of the Free State, was talking to us about a study that was commissioned in two thousand and seven assessing the student engagement in terms of how are students engaging their new environment at university. You wish to continue please, Prof. Yes, thank you.
1: I think just uh, uh If I wasn't clear, let me just clarify. Um, We've been doing the student engagement surveys for every year since 2007. That's how seriously we take the student voice. Um, And the kind of interventions we put in place, I mentioned the the first-year transition support, where we uh, roughly have about 8,000 students in that module or course every year that we provide in success skills. Um, uh, what's a very important thing for us is that we also use these interventions to start preparing students for, for the world of work. So students that work in the success course um, are senior students that was part of that course, and they start to develop job skills. Another program is the tutorial program, or ASTEP step the Academic Students Tutorial Excellence Programme, and that helps 18,300 students a year. Um, we've got 10 years of data that shows that attending tutorials regularly um, helps you to improve your, your marks in a course by as much as 10-15%. Language support, incredibly important. Language is a predictor of success in general. Sure. And we provide that to, to 10,500 students. So this idea of scaling support for students, that you don't stick to what we call uh, boutique courses that were uh, reserved for a small group of students, but you scale the support uh, uh, for as many students and uh, in the case of the first-year transition support for all first-year students, so they can have that um, support. And it's very important that that support is continuous. And then I want to come to the last, Uh, uh, intervention which we leading the country uh, or we at least leading a a national project and we were one of the first universities to do it and that is academic advice Mm. something which um, has been in the US system for about uh, 40 years but we started only in 2010 and academic advice is the process that you put in place where students can have a conversation continuously with an academic advisor of how their educational goals align with their career goals and how they are progressing to reach those goals. Uh, You might know students from GESA that studied with you that did okay in the first year but then started losing hope or what we see from, from some of our students, they become anxious because they come from family and, and the first year didn't go so well, they start taking courses that they think will give them quicker, easier credits because mm, mm, there's a mm. lot of expectations yeah. around the, the larger family that fund that student that they must get the degree. A heavy burden. And what that, exactly. And what that student actually does mean by not consulting an advisor, they take courses that actually extend their time at the university. And academic advice. And advising is about uh, creating that support system where I can talk to someone. And we are currently reading, my colleague Guguti Reobone is leading a national study uh, um, collaborative project and we are enlarging that to 14 institutions to expand academic advising across the system.
0: Prof, you mentioned something which is scarcely ever considered. Unfortunately, it never finds its way onto the academic record. It is scarcely something which is engaged with even in the social spaces. But the reality of a student who comes from a home setup that doesn't lend itself ultimately to and for the seamless transition from that environment to the university, from high school to university and even doesn't lend itself to the sustained presence of a university student in the university because of those pressures at home. So when we look at the success or the results, there are Many different factors that would have played out for Songa Zomapeke and which are different to Mr. Stradom, which are different to Fandamerva, which are different to Muwekezi. And somehow the system marks them on the same metric. What kinds of interventions then does higher education need to move towards so that it contemplates these disparities? Oh,
1: I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, the first part of the answer is the mindset that must change so if you have an equality mindset and yet i want to compare an equality versus an equity mindset i've shared this in we've been talking about it for a long time but i also shared it with the with foundation mm. in, a, in a wonderful conversation as i uh organized so if you have an equality mindset, let's take the surnames you you said. We take uh, uh, Songhezo, Stredum, Van Amerve, um, uh, Krichler.
0: Yeah, ja, Krichler, ja, Krichler, whoever.
1: And you, um, if you have an equality mindset, you say to those four students, welcome to the University of the Free State or uh-huh. to UCT or to Stellenbosch, you've made it, you've made it past the inter-criteria good luck. Then you've got an equality mindset. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And that mindset sets students up for failure. You need to have an equity mindset, in other words. That means you need to recognize they've made it into the university. But some Gezo might be a very diligent student, and he doesn't need a lot of support. He needs to go to his tutorial because he's diligent
0: that and right. he wants
1: to get his degree. Mm-hmm. But Francois is an anxious student. And Francois might need to be referred to counselling on campus. Sarki van der Merwe might be a student that really struggles with English because the University of the Free State is in uh, uh, As the English language of instruction, she might need to go to the academic literacy course that I talked about earlier to support her. Then you've got an equity mindset, and that's what our universities need to do. They need to have an equity mindset um, that they recognize the wonderful things that our students bring into that are unique, but also that their support needs are unique.
0: Equity and justice, prof in 30 seconds Is the South African higher education setup in the right direction? Some five years ago, fees must fall and all the other fallist movements around it did shake certain institutions that had been accepted as our reality In 30 seconds, are we moving in the right direction and is there cause for optimism?
1: Oh, there's definitely cause for optimism The commitment of the, you you saw it in this year of the pandemic. The rate at which universities changed and responded and supported. And we've got the voices of 50,000 students this year of how they've been supported. And also the inspiring perseverance of our students in this extraordinary time, I think gives us uh, cause for great optimism uh, for what we can achieve and what we can overcome.
0: Excellent. This sounds good. Music to my ears. In fact, Professor Francis Tradem nearby, thank you for that and best of to Thank you so much. It's been a privilege. Thank you.
1: Twenty
0: one thirty three. That then, ladies and gentlemen, was the SAFM program. Thank you so much. Next week is a new week. Until then, we'll be talking soon on
1: hashtag the weekend Bye bye.